Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, her husband Chris, hosts a YouTube cooking show for tradies, Leanne Hughes. Hello, and thanks for listening in to episode 47 of the First Time Facilitator Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you develop and deliver workshops that kill. This podcast episode is being released on the 31st of December, 2018. And look, I know it's cliche setting New Year's resolutions, and look, I don't really do those, but I do find that this time of the year is really great for taking the time out to reflect, reset, and refocus for the year ahead. It's like that analogy uh, we're too busy sometimes driving our cars to stop and refuel. And at some point, you need to stop at that service station, get out and fuel up. And I find that this time of the year is the best time to do that. But hey, look, the lessons I'm sharing can apply at any time of the year. So if you're listening in the middle of April, that's all good. But let's go back to the 31st of December. And if you're like me, you may be spending this time away from work and getting your brain all charged up and inspired by burning through podcast episodes, uh, reading great website articles, and also some books. At the same time last year, the 31st of December 2017, I did a lot of work to set my 2018 up. And all I want to do on today's episode is to share some of the cool tools, processes that I use to do that and really highlight some key podcasts and books that have helped me and may resonate with you as well. I'll give you some insights into how to use these tools, but I'm also linking to all of the resources in the show notes for this one, which you can find at firsttimefacilitator.com slash episode 47. And a quick heads up, if you'd like to chat all things facilitation with the First Time Facilitator community, uh, just visit Facebook and find our group. It's called The Flip Chart. Just search for the words The Flip Chart and Facebook and join us. Um, I and all the other listeners would love to chat with you in there. Okay, so when I start planning for my year, I take some time to reflect. Now, the word reflection, it isn't that exciting or super sexy, but it is important. And there are a few key questions that you can ask yourself, but I wanted to share with you a really super easy way of doing this. And it's based on a tool called the Good Life Buckets, created by a guy called Jonathan Fields. He explains this framework in his book called How to Live a Good Life. Jonathan isn't actually a big fan of the idea of finding a life purpose. Uh, He says that it's paralyzing for many of us, which is reassuring. But instead, he says it's more effective to ask yourself, well, what can I do now with a sense of purpose? So we should seek to do something with purpose every day. Then months or years down the road, you'll be able to connect the dots. No, I like that because I think our path in our careers is rarely linear. Now, I use the three buckets analogy all the time because, like I said, it is so simple. I used it in a speech I did at Disrupt HR when I was talking about sit-stand desks. I also incorporated it into a presentation a couple of months ago where I spoke to a group of about 30 women in Brisbane on the importance of communication and networking. So essentially, I'm a three-buckets nerd. 
but look, hey, I'll own it. So this bucket framework offers a way to look at the life you're living very quickly and easily access what's working and what's not and instantly know where to focus your energy to make things better. Once you know this, then you know what you can do about it to make it better. So imagine, okay, imagine that there are three buckets that all of us have, our vitality bucket, our connection bucket, and our contribution bucket. Let's start with vitality. So this bucket is all about the state of your mind and body, and it includes things like exercise, getting a decent night's sleep, and eating well. It also includes mindfulness, being grateful, and doing whatever you can to reclaim your authenticity and to feel good in your own skin. That's the vitality bucket. The connection bucket is to do with your relationships. As Brené Brown says, uh, humans are hardwired for connection, love, and belonging. And some studies have even demonstrated that this sense of belonging is even more important in some ways than physiological needs. So, If you're feeling a lack of connection with yourself, with your family, friends, or community, that means your connection bucket is low. The third bucket is the contribution bucket. Now, this is all about how you contribute to the world through your job, your calling, your purpose as a facilitator. Uh, I added the as a facilitator part. It's not mentioned in in this book. Um, How you contribute through creative ventures, volunteer work, and so on. So the important thing to recognize with this bucket is that it can look very different from person to person, but without something filling it, feelings of emptiness and disconnection begin to loom. So depending on what your paying job is, you may feel this strong sense of contribution through your work, or you may have a job that may not feel as fulfilling but you're also fulfilled in other ways outside of your role, so by contributing through family, friends, and other organizations. So when you start hearing these definitions, you can quickly form ideas of how full each of your bucket is. If you want to get more detail on this, I'm linking to Jonathan's really great worksheet. You can complete it in 60 seconds and has like a very simple checklist against each bucket item. For example... Under vitality, the checklist includes as free from pain, disease, and disability as possible, aware, present, and engaged in the moment, peaceful, calm, and able to navigate change, grateful, and growing. So my question to you is, if you were to rate your vitality bucket out of 10, with one being an empty bucket and 10 being a full bucket, where do you think you would be? I think I'm going to give myself a 7 out of 10 for this one. I love the daily ritual of getting up and exercising uh, because it gives me so much energy through the day. And I also think some of my best ideas uh, come out of just going for a run. But diet, well, I need to improve that as well as mindfulness. So I'm the sort of person that wakes up in the morning, gets straight onto social media or email, and I know that this is damaging and something that I want to build on for 2019. The next bucket is connection. If you have a full connection bucket, you feel loved without condition, you feel strongly connected to good friends, you feel a sense of belonging to a like-minded community. You also feel connected to something bigger than yourself and a strong sense of connection to your environment. So how connected were you in 2018? If you had to give yourself a rating, what would it be? 
Now, I'm going to give myself a 6 out of 10 for this one. This year, I've been paying way more attention to the other two buckets. And while I'm definitely uh, feeling a stronger connection with myself, my husband, immediate family, just ask some of my mates. I honestly have not been uh, great this year with keeping up my connections with close friends. I've been busy working, exercising, and building up this podcast and side hustle. At the same time, I've been pouring a lot of effort into meeting new people outside of the corporate world. So six out of 10, I think it's pretty reasonable. How do you think you went? Finally, the third bucket is contribution. If you're high on this one, you feel a sense of meaning in the way that you contribute to the world, how your strengths and abilities are fully tapped, your actions are aligned with your values. You feel a sense of purpose and passion and feel lit up, sparked, and absorbed. Now, from hearing those definitions, where are you on the contribution bucket? I think I'm about an eight out of 10 for this one. It really was my focus for this year. So at work, I had the opportunity to work on some really fulfilling projects um, and travel to both Indonesia and Mongolia. I started an internal mentoring program for the business, but also having this podcast has really boosted my contribution bucket tremendously, knowing that each episode is having some kind of impact on you, the listener, and nothing gives me more joy than getting those responses uh, to episodes and hearing from all of you. So thank you so much for sparing me on this year and, and filling my contribution bucket. So now that you know a bit about the buckets and you've had a time to think how full yours are, I'll explain some rules that govern these three good life buckets. So essentially, the first rule is the fuller our buckets, the better our lives. When all of our buckets are spilling over, life is wonderful. However, if any single bucket runs dry, there is pain. And if you've got two buckets running low, you're in a world of pain. Now, over the course of our lives, our buckets leak. And that's the second rule. Our buckets leak? No. So our job then is to continue to take stock of our bucket levels and circle around filling each bucket as needed. So let's talk about the vitality bucket as an example. So you may be training for a marathon and be super fit. And then once it's over, you think, what a great achievement. I'm going cold turkey now, but I'll maintain my fitness. And we all know um, if you're not maintaining it, the bucket leaks. And a few months down the line, you may even struggle to run 10 kilometers. So what's happened here? Yes, your vitality bucket is leaking. Same with relationships. If you're not staying in contact with certain people and making the effort to catch up or, or shoot them, you know, just some kind of sign that you're thinking of them over the course of time, you'll find that the relationship with you had that person has maybe changed. Of course, there's people in our lives where we can catch up once every two years and it's wonderful. But um, yeah, I really do believe Jonathan Field's theory on this about the leaking buckets, especially when it comes to, to connections as well. Now, the third rule is that all the buckets are connected, and that's why it's really important to figure out which bucket requires some attention. So, for example, uh, if you're pouring 110% into your the contribution part of your life, into your work, but you're overworking to the point of sacrificing your vitality or connection buckets, this will actually prevent you from doing your best and most effective work. Isn't that interesting? 
Yeah, so that's the three bucket uh, model and I urge you to give it a go. So grab the worksheet. It only takes you 60 seconds and I'm linking to it in the show notes. And once you know which bucket needs to be filled, you can then identify strategies or things you can do to start topping them up and refocusing for 2019. Some other key questions that you can ask when reflecting on your year are questions like, when did you feel most inspired or in the zone? What projects did you really enjoy working on? When you had the most energy in a conversation, you felt like you were riffing on a really great level, who were you talking to? 2018 was a pretty big year for me, primarily as a result of starting this podcast. Now, I actually reflected on these type of questions when I was completing my self-appraisal as part of my annual performance review this month for my day job, and I reflected on the things that I really enjoyed that were a bit of a stretch assignment, well, more than than just a bit of a stretch, but that gave me joy and made me think. The people that I was around, and I also realized all the work that I involved really did revolve around facilitation and travel, so working directly with people and seeing their growth. So I work in the talent management and development team for a global mining services provider. Our team is really quite small, but we service over 14,000 people around the world. So a lot of the time to be effective, you need to be strategic. You set business uh, process and coach other people, HR business partners or learning and development folk. And they're based in each region or country and they embed and deliver the initiative. So from this reflection exercise, I realized that I loved having the direct impact and assisting with my colleagues in country or directly facilitating. And in reality, uh, the time that I spent doing this, the stuff that I loved the most was only about 20% of the time. So uh, knowing this, I took some action and uh, I resigned. I It was tough because I actually love the company and the people. Um, So it was a very difficult decision to make, but I've now decided to go out on my own as a consultant so I can hopefully then spend 100% of my working days. And I know that's not true, but I'd love to get there. But 100% of my time working on the stuff that really drives me. So facilitating great experiences and inspiring others to do great things and also making this podcast a little bit better. So my last day at the company is the 1st of February and then from from that day onwards, I'm a free agent, uh, which is very scary. But anyway, this podcast isn't about me leaving my job or talking too much about myself. I just shared this with you to demonstrate the power of keeping tabs on when you feel good and when you know that you're playing to your strength. And then if you start collecting these thoughts and, and taking notes, What can you do as a result to transition that into action so you can start doing more of that? So those questions I I highlighted before, where did you get the most energy in conversation? What projects were were fantastic for you that really gave you joy and that stretched you? Um, Those are questions which underpin my favorite career development book of all time. It's called Pivot by Jenny Blake. And I've mentioned this book on previous episodes, I'm sure of it. So this time last year, I listened to Jenny Blake's Pivot podcast episode called Set Your 2018 Pivot Strategy. And I'm going to listen to it again this year and write notes down to all the questions she asks. So if you're serious about making 2019 a wonderful and actionable year for you, I 100% recommend you listen to this one. 
She talks about pivoting and how you have your best chance of success by doubling down on what's working. Envisaging what success looks like one year from now, scanning for people, skills and projects that interest you and building on your strengths and vision. Then instead of making some massive uh, change, which is what I've just done a couple of weeks ago, but I've been working through this method for about 16 months prior. What you can do is set up a handful of small experiments to, to let you know which of the pivot experiments gain the most traction of their own. So it's a really kind of low risk way of sussing out what you're going to do next. When she talks about uh, setting intentions for the new year, she suggests that you go and start large and set a theme for your year. Now, ideally, once you start doing this, the themes for your year follow a nice flow. So for example, last year was the first time I did this, but my word for last year was action. So 2018, the year of action. So the word action underpinned my every move and it made me say yes to things when I really wasn't sure. And I'm so glad that I did. So having this as my criteria inspired me to fly to Singapore to attend a three-day workshop. It made me accept an opportunity to speak in front of hundreds of colleagues at a huge work event. Well, I probably would have done that anyway. <laughs> and um, I've loved the, uh, the theme action, but I've created all this cool stuff and I'm kind of working on the fly. So I've decided this year it's time to consolidate and I'm calling it the year of maintenance. You might think maintenance. Leanne, that sounds a bit boring. Yep. But I need it. Uh, The year of action has been crazy. So now I've developed all this stuff and met great people. I need to start figuring out clever ways to maintain the ideas, the projects, the relationships, as well as my vitality maintaining good sleep patterns now that I won't have a routine day job. I'm really interested in how my productivity will play out after the 1st of February, knowing that I won't have to be in an office for nine hours a day. So how will I keep myself motivated on task? But the other, I mean, on the flip side, the uh, how do I know when to switch off? Because I can work whatever hours I want. So Michael Hyatt from michaelhyatt.com has a really neat tool a start of day, end of day checklist to help you structure your time when you wake up and go to sleep. Now, I kind of pride myself on my morning routine apart from checking my phone first thing, but I believe in 2019, I'll need to start using a structured evening ritual like a maintenance checklist. There's how my year is playing out uh, to help me switch off. And there's a cool link to evening rituals that I'll link to in the show notes as well. So once you have your theme for the year, you can start mind mapping how that will play out in your life. I've just given you an example of maintenance playing out in terms of an evening checklist. So Jenny has a wonderful video, which again, I'll link to in the show notes, which explains how to do this in more detail. But basically, just grab a piece of A4 paper or your trusty iPad and Apple pen (laughs) to all those fellow iPad fans um, and write yeah, 2019 and your theme in the middle of that page. So I would write 2019, the year of maintenance. Once you've done that, then you can compartmentalize your life under categories. So things like health, exercise, work, purpose, finance, relationships, 
Or if you want, your categories could start off by being those three good life buckets I spoke about earlier, vitality, connection, and contribution. And then you can delve down, you know, draw it out further with your mind map. And so a topic under vitality could be diet, exercise, mental health. Just sketch this out. Once you've done that, write down one or two soul goals against each topic. Soul goals are different to regular goals. So these are not your shoulds. Soul goals are the type of goals that get you super excited. Like if they actually happened, you'd go burko and start dancing around the house. Okay, so for those listening outside of Australia, burko is actually short for the word berserk. Um, I use it a lot. (laughs) So these soul goals are the things that uh, you kind of feel a bit silly writing them down because you think how on earth will they happen? Uh, It feels like a huge stretch. But definitely take time out again to listen to Jenny's show and complete these questions. And she also asked this question, write down the 10 people you want to connect with most in 2019. When I did this exercise last year, I wrote down my favorite podcasters, Pat Flynn and Jordan Harbinger. And um, if you've been listening to the show, I've spoken about this quite a bit, but in October this year, I was the MC at a podcasting event where I invited them or I introduced them both on stage. And then, then I got to hang out with them for three nights at a speaker's retreat down the Gold Coast. That's just insane. I didn't have a podcast last year. I had no platform. Did I ever think this could happen? No, but I wrote it down anyway. And I don't want to be all woo-woo-y like the secret. It's not my style, but I think it is really about being intentional. And if you operate on default life can just smack you around. Uh, But if you make a decision, write it down, focus on it and start asking yourself questions like, okay, I've written Pat Flynn and Jordan down. How would this actually work? Um, You start opening up your brain to seeing the possibility. So asking the right questions is critical. Even Albert Einstein said, um, if he had an hour to solve a problem and his life depended on the solution, he would spend the first 55 minutes determining the proper question to ask. For once he knows the proper question, he could solve the problem in less than five minutes. So now that I'm leaving the safety of my corporate job, one of my favorite questions that I also have to give Jenny credit for is this one. How can I earn double the money in half the time? So I'm starting to ask myself this question constantly. And as a result, hopefully I find new and exciting opportunities as a result. So yeah, take the time out, mind map what that is for you, what your soul goals are. Then once you have this high level plan in place, you can start chunking it down to determine what tasks you need to do to make that happen. Finally, another book, which is an oldie, but a goodie, uh, is Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Oh, gosh, this book was recommended for me to read 15, 15 years ago, and I only read it last year, um, and I was thinking, where has it been all my life? It's such a great book. Um, as part of it, you meant to write down this intentional statement about how much money you want to make by when and how you'll achieve this. So I created this type of statement, and I converted it into an image using Canva. Well, there's a ton of apps that you can do to just write down something and save it as a JPEG. And I put this on my iPad wallpaper. So all through the year, it was there reminding me to stay on task. Okay, so this is just going to be a quick episode and that's it. I mean, all I really wanted to do was highlight some really cool and simple but effective tools that will help get your divergent brain thinking about the possibilities for 2019. 
I'm really excited to make it my best year yet and maintain my focus across the three good life buckets. If you are working through this process and you're listening and you're mind mapping, um, just doing a self-assessment of your buckets, wherever you are now, I just challenge you to stop the podcast and shoot me a DM on Instagram. It could be a photo of you fist pumping. It could be a photo of you mind mapping um, or just write down and let me know what's one thing you learned from this episode uh, that you may use in 2019. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. So thank you for listening in and I am so looking forward to chatting with you in the new year. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of First Time Facilitator. Make it easy for yourself and don't worry about having to find First Time Facilitator episodes ever again. If you just click that subscribe button in your podcast player of choice, that makes it really easy for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. You can either DM me on Instagram at First Time Facilitator, tweet me at Leanne Hughes, link up with me on LinkedIn. You can just search for Leanne Hughes or join the Facebook group, The Flip Chart, and stay engaged um, with fellow listeners. Chat to you next week.